Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. In this league presents the NFL Draft Prospect Podcast. You like that? You like that? In this war room. Chug it. Chug it football. Here's your host, Scott Bogman. Welcome back to the War Room, everybody. I'm your host, Scott Bogman. Follow me on the Twitter, at Bogman Sports, and I'm here with CK, as always, at C-O-P-I-E-P-S, on the Twitter machine. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about the Shrine Bowl and the ugliness that was the Shrine Bowl. Um, we're uh, going to be talking a little bit about the Senior Bowl and the practices and some of the players uh, jumping out there, and then break down team needs for the NFC North. So... Uh, that is what is on the agenda today. Please check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash ITL army or in this league.com. We'll take you there. Um, we've got group me rooms, access to myself and CK in there. The Welsh two baseball rankings uh, are going up. We've got all kinds of stuff over there on Patreon for you right now. So CK, I made the decision here. I asked you, of course, uh, let's go ahead and wait till after the shrine bowl to record. Because who knows what could happen in this game? Maybe we could get some good play. Brock Purdy was in this game uh, last year, as every single person in the world knows who watched anything about this game. And here we are in the waning seconds of it. We fired up before it ended with a score of 12 to 3. Pretty sure a kicker is going to get player of the game here. Um, I'm thinking it, it might be safe to say that there's no Brock Purdy's in this uh, shrine game here. There is no Brock Purdy's in this shrine. The quarterback play is is rough. We've been hearing that at the, or I've been reading that about the Senior Bowl. The quarterback play is rough, but it, I don't know. I've talked about my feelings towards Aiden O'Connell. I think he probably looked the best, which is saying something. Yeah. Chase Bryce looked like what I've expected Chase Bryce to look, and Tommy DeVito, and yeah, not a lot of offense. I guess the more important things were some of the guys we wanted to see. Zay Flowers didn't play. Yeah, uh, you you talked about how he came in measured. He, he came in ten pounds lighter than what they had him listed at. But here's what I'd say: he's bigger than Hollywood Brown, but is he as fast? No, that's the question for him, right? Because if he's going to go in the first round, I think he needs to be Hollywood Brown. That's kind of the easy comparison at this point. Right. But I'm not sure that he's that type of an he's that type of a burner. Right? Yeah, I don't know. Like Hollywood Brown is one of those guys that like 
I am I'm a little perplexed about his lack of success in the NFL. Not that he's been a bad player, but he's been a very average player. He's played like a third or fourth round pick, not a first round pick for sure. Obviously, being in the Ravens offense uh, kind of limits you uh, with all of the running that they do. And they designed it around Lamar to not pass that much and all that stuff. We went to Arizona and they're. You know, they were Cliff Kingsbury all throw all day, and he had plenty of games without DeAndre Hopkins there, and he still didn't really flash. So I don't know. You know, I think Zay Flowers gets open still, but, you know, he's somewhere between Marquise Brown and Ray Ray McLeod, I think, and that's a huge difference. So, you know. You're hoping um, for Wandale Robinson, I think. Now, we yeah. only saw Wandale Robinson for, what, three games or whatever before he got hurt because he's very small. Yeah. But, but I think that's kind of what I'm – I'm hoping, I think he was a second round pick last year. Maybe it was the third. Mm -hmm. I know it was day two, but I think, I know we, we've talked about maybe Zay Flowers being a back end of the day one guy. He's really going to have to show it at the combine, I think, in order for that to happen at this point. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we'll see, but let's, let's break it down. Let's start with the uh, bowl games here, CK, and tell us about the Shrine Bowl notes and the, the Shrine Bowl itself or lack thereof. <laughs> And uh, what we saw from this week and who is moving up boards and who maybe not be helping themselves so much. Yeah, you plug the you plug the Patreon. Get in there. I've put out 10 pages of notes that I've accumulated, so I'm not going to go through all that. But if you're interested, <laughs> go through it. Uh, some of the notable measurements. So we've heard A.T. Perry, six foot five, 205. That's what Wake Forest listed at him at. Not quite. He came in at 6'3". So 6'5", your, your exceptional height, right? 6'3", you're just... You're above average, but you're, you're a tall not huge. Guy. Yeah, yeah, you're tall, but he's not huge. Now, extremely long wingspan, so big catch radius still. Then he went out in the Shrine game and didn't catch a pass, which probably not all on him. But I don't know, six five. I'm more interested in now. Then we read all the practice reports, and it was At Perry's dominating. At Perry's doing. He's getting open all the time. He can't be covered. So that's good to hear too. Uh, Tavian Thomas. So Tavian Thomas had I think three carries for 30 yards when I last watched tonight. But I did not expect him to weigh anything like this. So 6'1", 247. I think there's two backs in the NFL that are that big. It's Derrick Henry and it's A.J. Dillon. Uh, there are very few running backs that play like that. Now, is he as fast as those guys? Because that's the thing. Is they're yeah. not just big. They're extremely fast. Otherwise, you're a fullback. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of hard to play at that weight unless you're I – mean, I remember those guys are top – I think five percentile on player profiler for their size, weight measurements with their speed. Here's the big who, one. Who I know was you it? Was it Brandon Jacobs? Uh, was big like that? And I, I, how I, Mike Gillisley was he that big or was he just the goal line back? I can't remember if he was just if he was that big or not. But I like there are some big backs that have had like success, Blunt, but they're few right? and far between. Yeah, yeah. Like Garrett that's Blunt, a good Lendale White, those guys who are more. I mean, if he goes to a place like. Jacksonville, You're, they'll give him the goal line work right away, and they're going to take sure. that away from Travis Etienne, which will stink. But it's hard to imagine at 247 him ever being, unless he is faster than we think, a lead back anywhere. Now, yeah. here's the one I know you want to talk about. Mo Ibrahim. So we'd heard 510, 210, and I thought he was probably going to be that, but he came in at 5'7", 203. That's, that is a big difference, which I was looking to see what what – it's a comparable person to that. And it's the exact measurements that Devin Singletary is listed at. Ugh, but he's not it, Devin Singletary. Either. No, like, he plays a completely close. different way. Yeah, he, he plays a completely different way. And honestly, like, I don't know. I think I'm I'm more OK with a guy being that 
that difference in size in terms of he he shrinks and he, he is much bigger like Tavian Thomas because there's a bigger success rate of the smaller the really the shorter guys you know he's still rocked up and huge like he's still a, a physical specimen he's just not you know 510 like we thought but there's plenty of backs that are at 5859 five, even in the 57 territory that that can uh make a difference and it can still play that position it's just you know he goes from a guy that in college got the ball 20 or 30 times at that size. You can't do that in the NFL. So you're probably a 15 touch maximum type of a guy. If you do prove to be, uh, you know, really, really good. So we already had questions about his speed, right? So now you have questions yeah. about his speed and his size. Yeah. This was, this single shrine theory. ball sucks, man. Like it, <laughs> it was, the game was terrible and it feels like more players are losing because they got measured and you know, uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm, it, it feels like a very negative ball here. Last year it was very positive. I felt like, but we this got two, year, complete two seventh round picks in the playoffs. So how many times did we hear not only yeah. Brock Purdy, but Skylar Thompson, man. Yeah. Uh, the other big one, as far as measurements we got was, so Travis Hodges Tomlinson, we've talked about he's small. We've talked about he's tiny, but he he's very good at playing cornerback. Okay. He's I didn't know he was this small, right? 5'7, 175. I looked. The smallest defensive back in the NFL is Marcus Jones, who's really sort of a, a very different type of player, anyways. And he he's, plays on and, offense too, yeah. And he's an inch taller than that. There's no one that small. So I don't know if Hodges Tomlinson is even gonna get picked at that size. Like that's how tiny that is. Now, guys that all the reports were great all week. Muhammad Diabite, we talked about him, Utah yeah. linebacker. Every Everything I saw was how much he was – they were going to put him on rush. They put him as both a linebacker and they put him at edge rusher, and he was successful there. He made uh, a he made a pretty good tackle in the game too, yeah, like near the yeah, goal he line. Did. So. I thought the best player I saw in the game was B.J. Thompson. That was the defensive end out of Stephen F. Austin, who's been categorized as a freak athlete. And I've, I'd honestly – I've only seen very little film of him, but he looked great. Was it him or Jose Ramirez who had the the sack that Cynthia Freeland came back after halftime and was talking about 11 miles per hour around the edge was super, super fast. I mean, I think, it, I think that was Cynthia the Jose Freeland Ramirez awesome. strip, strip yeah. sack. I think that was the Jose Ramirez strip sack. He was the Mac defensive player of the year, a little undersized, but another. So a couple of like smaller school edges, I guess, showed up in the game, which something on the quarterbacks probably too, not getting the ball yeah. out, but but good plays from them. A lot of defensive backs all week. We heard how good they looked. Keytrell Clark is a cornerback. Deshaun Jameson, your guy. And that was Texas big. Guy? That that was yeah. yeah. Deshaun Jameson is is good. We'll get back to him in a second. But remember when when we were coming into this game, we talked about the size of these wideouts and mm-hmm. how the corners had to separate themselves here. So these these are big details in this game. You know, not necessarily on the offensive side of the ball like we want for fantasy, but uh, in terms of team building and stuff like that. These guys are, you know, edging themselves out in what is turning out to be a, an amazing corner class here. It looks real good. Yeah, it does. And so you got to find a way to separate yourself. And Keytrail Clark, a big week in practice. In the game, I thought <laughs> Nick Jones looked pretty good. That's the corner from Ball State. You, we talked about Deshaun Jameson. So Deshaun Jameson, there was reports and there's practice reports that he played. You just mentioned Marcus Jones plays receiver. Deshaun Jameson was taking wide receiver snaps this week. So we saw him return. He had some pretty good punt returns in the game. They were both brought back. I think one was holding and one was a block in the back. But that's the that is the Marcus Jones special right there. The wide receiver, cornerback, special teams. Find your way on a roster and then 
go from there. at the end. Marcus Jones was after the first, I think like 10 weeks, he was getting 10% of the snaps a game. Then towards the end, they were playing him 90% of the snaps as a slot corner. So you just got to weigh on your roster. And then yeah. a couple of safeties, AJ Finley, there was a day, I think it was day two. There were, AJ Finley had three interceptions, including a pick six. That's a safety from Ole Miss. And Trey Dean had a pick in the game tonight. That is the Florida safety. No, so didn't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Well, yeah, that's that is its own <laughs> its own thing. It was not a pretty game, but some kept some players always look good in it. Yeah, and, and we'll we'll hear more, you know, about the game and you know, there'll be more breakdowns on Twitter and stuff about a guy making a good play and things like that. It was just the game was somewhat unimpressive. I mean, we had a dude rapping in the box in like the <laughs> middle of the third quarter to Trey Burleson and I don't know. Like it, it's it's a great it's a great game. Uh, I'm not saying you know it should go away or anything. It's awesome, but I also I kind of dislike. I it cannot be this close to the Senior Bowl again. No one is covering this. Like I go on the Draft Network, who you know their, their job is the draft. They're all at the Senior Bowl. N- no one's at the Shrine Game right now. So I thought it was a little bit foolish of them to run it right next to uh, the Senior Bowl. They should do it the week before or something. I don't know but they cannot do it this close to senior bowl. Cause it's just not getting the proper coverage. So it used to be, weren't they? Cause now it's it tied really, the, back to back weeks. The shrine. Used they used to be two weeks and it was after the super bowl. Right. Cause now it's, they've done it in this in between week and they've tied it to the pro bowl because it's in Vegas with it. That's kind of the shrine games thing right now. Oh but, yeah, I guess, I but, guess cause people are in town for the pro bowl. Yeah. With the shrine game too. I, know, I completely really agree. Like I completely agree with you though. That's, because yeah. now it's they're both fighting for players, right? Zay Flowers should have been at this senior bowl, I think, but that's neither here nor there. But like they're both competing. And like you said, the shrine game coverage, it feels like it's just kind of like, oh, it's it's an afterthought. And we've seen I Brock Purdy, right? I can talk about Isaiah Pacheco. These guys were there last year and yeah, showed up. Kyle Phillips good. Uh, moved yeah, himself Kyle up. Phillips. Yeah, there were a lot of players that were really strong at the shrine bowl uh last year, and I think we just knew more about it because you know, it was a week before the senior bowl. So the guys that went to the senior bowl, some of them spent a week in Vegas before going out there. So a lot of outlets will have guys at both games, but yeah, that was just, um, it was, it's just surprising. It's a little thing that we saw, you know, uh, we're just down on it. Cause it ap- just happened. I mean, like I said, we, we stopped or we started recording before the game was actually over. It was like <laughs> ticking down. So, um, you know, w- we'll get, we'll get more out of it in, in the next week or two, but the senior bowl, has been getting extensive coverage from, I mean, the practices are on NFL network, a bunch that just came on right after uh, this. Of course, you know, we didn't get what I think we didn't get yesterday because Tom Brady retired. So they're playing like replaying his first Super Bowl and all these Tom Brady moments, which, you know, I don't know. Uh, it, I mean, is he really retired? I mean, I, I'm, I'm not convinced, you know, uh, until they kick off week one and he is not on a team. I'm not completely convinced, but um yeah, the Senior Bowl uh, has has gotten extensive coverage. So, what have we seen? Obviously, the game is until Sunday. But what are, what have we seen so far uh, in Senior Bowl practices, and who's uh, moving themselves up on up boards? So, once again, it's a lot of talk about the quarterbacks and just how it's not helping the receivers at all because it's been rough. I think most of the reports say that Tyson Pageant has looked the best of pretty much all the quarterbacks. Him or Max. And Douglas. day one, they were talking about how he would look the worst. I think. Yep. And then he's really <laughs> turned it around. Apparently, looks a lot good. more comfortable there. So that's good to hear. That's that's what I like to hear. Uh, Max Duggan's a little bigger than we thought. Running backs are what are showing up right now. Your boy Roshan was only there one day, broke mm-hmm. his hand. That stinks. But 
I think the measurements were great for him. Six foot, 225. We know he can block. He'll play special teams. If the hand is okay, which pray it is, I think he could, I think he's a day two lock pretty much at this point. Yeah. I, you know, this is a guy that, um, I was so impressed with at Texas and obviously I'm a little bit closer to it. I know his story he came in at Texas as a quarterback, mm-hmm. um, kind of realized pretty quickly, wasn't going to get a real opportunity to play quarterback. So they flipped him to running back. And so he is still kind of learning the nuance of the position, you know, and obviously being a running back behind Bijan, you're not going to see, um, you know, a ton of carries. He was more of the, at the end of the, at the end of the game, here's your closer, wear him down. Cause he's big. I mean, he is rocked up and he is fast. He's like, you know, Tavion Thomas, uh, is a big dude that we're not sure if he's fast. Roshan is big and fast. So, um, you know, he definitely could, he, he's at least going to start as a second part. Um, uh, I think of a committee, uh, in the NFL or sit behind someone that's great, you know, we'll see, but, um, I think he can earn a much bigger role as he gets more and more coaching and, uh, more and more experience playing the running back position. So excited about him really bummed that he broke his hand. That was a brutal yeah. break. I think the star of the senior bowl practices from everything I've seen has been Tajay Spears. He came yeah, in two inches shorter. Boy. It is my boy. He came in two inches shorter, five, nine. That's big enough. I don't care. 204, mm-hmm. that's 10 pounds heavier. Give me that all day. I'll take five, I'll take five, nine, 204 over 511, 194 any day of the week. And then all the reports are every time he touches the ball, it's explosive play. You've seen, you mentioned you can see it on ESPN or NFL Network, whatever channel you're watching. I saw him take back to back plays, probably 50 yards. One was a screen, one was a run up the middle. He looks amazing out there. I think another he one, really I think does. he's pretty much locked in. I think he's locked into the second day now at this point. And like top five running back maybe at this point i'd have to sit down and really think about it but i think there's a chance he's gonna go he's really good high. man and he he's is good. gonna be one of those guys that if he goes to the right situation kind of like damian pierce if he goes to the right situation he could definitely be uh a lead back for someone as soon as his rookie year i mean i don't think that it's something you're gonna go into the season planning even like you know damian pierce had dominated everything and they held him out of the last preseason game and everything and they still didn't want to say he was a starter until game one when he was the starter it's this eye-rolling thing that coaches do but um i think spears if he's drafted to the right situation could definitely be one of those guys you just hope he doesn't get alexander madison you know and be a really good running back sitting behind Derek Henry or Christian McCaffrey mm-hmm. or one of the one of the awesome players. So um yeah, uh excited about Spears and he really turned heads this week. Like you were saying it before the game, and now after this game, everybody's saying it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Here's a guy that I have very little idea what to do with. So we talk about how small Zay Flowers is, and we've talked about Tank Dell before. 58163. That is smaller than Tutu Atwell. That's smaller than Kelvin Austin. All the reports are that he is uncoverable at practice, but here's my feeling on that because we've seen small guys dominate this before. That's Tutu Atwell did it, yeah. Kevin Austin did it, uh, going Andy Isabella did it. Like going back a little bit, like it's very hard to just sit and cover the entire field as a cornerback one on one against a as a wide receiver at any point in the field, right? Because their safeties in an NFL game, you don't just cover the entire length of the field. So Tank Dell it still feels like a gimmick to me. Like it still feels like he's going to have to be some type of a gimmicky player. I can read all the reports, but five, eight, one sixty three. That is so small. That is so tiny that he's I still don't know how it's going to work. Yeah. He'll be a weapon, but I don't, it's see a luxury this. pick. 
That, that, it's not that's not a day two Dylan's. pick, right? This is not a day yeah, two pick, is it? No, no, okay. no. He, he's a day three pick. There's too many good wideouts with size, uh, especially in this draft, for him to be a day two guy, in my opinion. I, he's like two two Atwell. Now, we say that, and two two Atwell was a day mm-hmm. two pick, right? So and there Calvin are Austin. teams, and Calvin Austin, there are teams who hasn't seen him play in the NFL yet, by the way. Um, but uh, there are teams that will, you know, they have a ton of picks and they'll go and get a guy like this and think that maybe he's a gadgety player, like you said, that that can work in um, some type of role. But I mean, it's rare that these guys work. So you really you have to be covered in everything. You have to have no needs like the Rams did when they took Tutu Atwell or you got to take him at the end of the draft so that, you know, um, no one else gets him, and then you can sign a free agent for a spot you need or something. But I don't know, man. It's tough being. I, I'm not so concerned with the height. Obviously, it's the 164. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, how are you going to survive if, uh, you know, Bobby Wagner hits you in your 164? He's going to break you in half. So I don't know. That's uh, you know, I don't like the size limitations. I'm not a size guy. I'm not a weight guy. I hate the hand measurement. Um, they're either even drills. I don't like, obviously the three cone drill to me is eye rolling, you know, maybe in certain positions, but, um, you know, you want to DK Metcalf could have done it faster. That's oh your thing, God. right? Yeah. If yeah. I DK love it. it Every time he makes a play, I just, <laughs> I, I, I want to say, just think of how good he would be if he did that three cone better. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just such a stupid thing. You know, um, or every time Kenny Pickett throws a touchdown, I'm going to be like, man, I wish his hands were bigger, though. That's so, right. You know, it's just like could have had so much more spiral to it. Could have worked yeah, it twice more w- when you when you cut someone off because of a measurement and you see that they can play. Mm-hmm. I think that's eye rolling, you know, but but so we know Tank Dell can play. He can right. play. He can get open. He can make a play. Um, it's just. You know, how how often is, is he going to be able to make those plays? And is he a guy that can stay on the field for you? Otherwise, he's gimmicky. He's a kick returner. He's a punt returner. He's a special jet sweep guy, guy, right? Maybe. He's like a jet sweep yeah. guy. You're going to try and scheme him a few touches a game. See what I always can think do of with Dexter it. McCluster, you know, in that yeah. in that type of it's not that size that that role, you know, mm-hmm. that's um, you come in the game maybe five times a game. And are you you're burning you're burning a, a pick on that? I don't know. Here's the one I always think of when I watch it. And I don't even I don't even remember if he got drafted. Remember D'Anthony Thomas at Oregon? Oh yeah. Ripping off yeah. huge chunks of yardage at Oregon in that weird offense. And then he's an Olympic the, sprinter, that yeah, guy. I don't know if yeah. the league was ready for some of those guys. Dexter McCluster, D'Anthony Thomas. I think they probably fit better now. Marquis but. Goodwin was one of those guys and he panned yeah. out. But that's what is that, one of five? So uh I guess Jamal Charles was uh, you know. He wasn't in the There's Olympics, a reason he's a unicorn he's though a too. guy. Yeah. There's yeah. A reason I, that he, he's in the Hall of Fame. He could also <laughs> jump over those guys like Najee is right now. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, d- different guy obviously, but I could want to bring up Jamal anytime I possibly can obviously. So, That's okay. <laughs> Let's move to some offensive line play here. So, we talked about Cody Mock, the North Dakota State guy. It sounded like day 1, he was kind of overwhelmed, but just like we thought, the arms were short. So they've been playing him at guard. And was he playing a fiddle on the field yesterday? By I the way, I saw him. I did see that. Yes, I also saw that. Yes. <laughs> With his teeth out. That's hey, man. You got to do. He's got his brand. He's got. He's it. the he most under- fun guy in the draft. I he mean, is there the is no guy. doubt. But it sounds like after the first day where he struggled, he's kind of got it figured out. They got him playing center, like I said, they might. And the last few days, all the reports are pretty strong there. So I think he's, I think he solidified himself as a top, certainly hundred pick. And oh, I think absolutely, he could slide. Like back end of first round, maybe 
late, probably yeah. more like day two, second round, oh, something like that. A lot of teams that need interior offensive linemen, oh, yeah, man. So uh, he definitely could be one of those guys. And I think the big thing, when you hear about a guy struggling day one, right, uh, couldn't get anything done, and then he picks it up day two, day three, day four, what you're seeing is a guy that is either put in a different position that is now making plays, uh, or this guy is taking coaching and he's applying it. And that is a huge thing for evaluators. If a guy struggles day one, day two, he gets coached up a little bit and then starts dominating. You know, this guy is already taking his instruction to heart. Uh, he is working on his craft every day. You know, there's many of those guys that take, uh, take that coaching and they try to do it and they just can't. But the guys that, you know, can change your whole outlook in a day and a half, two days, that is a huge boost for them. And Hawk is definitely one of those guys. He's had Badgett uh, at the quarterback position, one of those guys as well. So those are guys that you want to pay attention to as well. You know, guys that struggled at first and then dominate either the game or the end of practices. So let's talk about a guy that dominated day one. And then I think his agent got down there and told him, okay, you're good before they, before they <laughs> figure out what's wrong with you. Cause that's so Dewan Jones, 608, 375, longest wingspan by, I think, three inches or something like that in senior bowl history, almost 90 inches. And we said that. It was going to happen. You Man, see him at Ohio State. Yeah. It was going to happen. And then day one, the reps come out, and he just he's just dominating. Like, he's, you see the pics. You saw the video clips. I put a bunch in the group. Everyone was that okay, I see. Andre like, Carter. Andre okay. Carter is an enormous human being, mm -hmm. and he made him look like a small child. I think he might have yes. slipped a little bit on that he play. But, but, I mean, he's... <laughs> So one just flattened him. Oh Lord. It's gonna be okay. So then I think after that, he's been he's been there. He's on the sidelines, but they've told him, like, I'm pretty sure his agent gave him the advice, like, okay, we've we've shown what we need to show. We yeah. don't really want you to have to go up against like people now with counter moves now that they have a better plan for you. Day one, like you said, people are just trying to figure out what's going on here. And then it was okay. Well, we've got counter plans. So Dewan Jones just just take this one off. But I think he's pretty much solidified himself with just the measurements, like back end first round early second round i messaged you like i could easily see that pick 33 being this being the pittsburgh guy like yeah for sure that's the type of spot i think we're gonna see him go yeah he's definitely gonna be a back end guy and it's you know uh you you can't count it twice right and that's the old scouting saying is that when you know a guy is fast and he runs a fast 40 you don't say oh wow he is fast no you don't count it twice so we knew the size was gonna be uh big for him he got turned around on occasion in college. That's going to happen to him in the pros too. It's tough to be that big and get leverage, but he showed it off uh, at the senior bowl and it's probably smart money wise and pick wise for him to, you know, not do much else before uh, going into the NFL drafts. I'll be, uh, do you think he's going to do combine stuff? I mean, maybe get measured and show up for interviews, but I don't know, he might, he might uh, come up with a tight hamstring, around then Before so he, has he doesn't run. have to compare himself yeah and then they don't run at this pro day and put on some number that we've never thought was possible I <laughs> yeah. love that when they do that yeah. i love four when they're six. like i'll get measured at the combine yeah. and then i'll just run at my pro day i love that i mean one. the pro days are the most uh you know who is believing some, any of those sometimes numbers? i want somebody to come out on a pro God, day with like a two say? second less with like a two tenths of a second less time and then i'd be like yep that's probably the guy i want that's I know the he's most honest, at least. honest pro day measure ever remember when uh at stanford they said jj ortega whiteside ran like a four four five or something and he got drafted in the second round out of it God, I mean, what just a such a lie. If you watch him, and even if he did run that, he does, he never played that no. speed. 
So uh, and ended up, you know, drafting the second. I mean, this is the same people that took Jalen Rager over. Justin say, that team tonight. is in the Super Bowl with Jalen Rager and JJ Arcega Whiteside on their resume in like the last, I don't know, five years or something like yeah. that. That is yeah, hard passing to on passing on Justin Jefferson, you know, uh, but you get you get the right coaching in there. You get uh, the defense. I mean, dominant offensive line and dominant defensive. Lines. They did not miss on defense. They traded for AJ Brown. I mean, uh, yeah, they, they got a lot of things right, but the wide receivers they were struggling with for a little bit. There's a couple other offensive linemen we should talk about here who I think have pretty much solidified that Osiris Torrance at this point is the player in the senior bowl. I think it's drafted the highest uh, he's, we talked about him before. I think he's a pretty much locked top 20 pick. Cole strange got picked in the first round. I mentioned in the group me room off this game last year, Osiris Torrance is so much better of a prospect than those, than Cole strange was. And John Michael Schmitz, everything you read there is like, he's clearing out huge holes. That's Tajay Spears that run. He's opening it up. I talked about him. We talked about him as the big center prospect out of Minnesota. I, once again, another one. I think there's a chance like Bengals back end of the first round. I think you just plug that dude and play him for the next decade as your center. And yeah, I think those two are a pretty good chance of getting drafted in the first round too. Uh defense. Gerard Clark. We heard he was slimming down. He came in at three forty three, but he still looks good. He's dominating. Ivan pace at linebacker came in at five ten two thirty one. It's a weird size linebacker, but another one They're They're apparently asking him to do some pass rush things. And he's, he's winning a lot of those reps now. Carlton Marshall came in at five, seven as a linebacker. Like yeah. that's not good. Now he's the one who had the most tackles all time, right? At Troy more than Luke Keekley, like five, seven, you're not playing in the NFL at five, seven as a linebacker. Sorry, dude. It ain't happening. Special teamer, but yeah, not a everyday linebacker, every down linebacker at all. So um, Diane Henley, we heard, we saw some good reps for him. A lot of talk about how he can cover. It's a Washington state linebacker. We talked about him when they were in a bowl game, Keanu Benton, the Badgers linebacker, Wisconsin guy, a lot of reps of him from the interior, getting a lot of pass rush wins. He's on every list, too, as uh, one of the guys that has moved his stock up the most, Ben. Good for him. Yeah. Julius Brents. I think we talked. I talked about him. I like him. 6'3", guys with 83-inch wingspans. Like, you just watched what Tariq Willen did, right? Big, long cornerbacks who can play and press. Those guys are exactly what the NFL wants. Now, there's a lot. Once again, you talked about corners. That guy gets drafted in the second round. He should kick some money to Tariq Willen. Like, that is. uh, Everyone should pay homage (laughs) to a guy going to the Pro Bowl with size and length. And getting you drafted out of a small school too. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, Darius Rush is the cornerback opposite Cam Smith at South Carolina. I think we just mentioned him in passing, but another guy I saw he had some really good reps. Q Blue Kelly. So uh, Q Blue Kelly, he had some injuries this year. His dad. So we talk about Joey Porter being a legacy pick by the Steelers. His dad is Brian Kelly, who would have been with Mike Tomlin in Tampa Bay. Yeah. So there's another cornerback that would be technically a legacy pick by the Steelers. Now he's probably more of a. The the Steelers athletic put out guys that the Steelers should draft. And uh, Kelly was on that one for sure. See, So. So you talk about, I said, we'd talk about Joey Porter, but there's more legacy picks for them here. And, and I think it'd be a good fit too. He's a great press corner. I don't think you want to play him in the slot, but I think he could be a very good press corner. He's been hurt kind of on and off this year, but I saw some reps from him where he was looking great. Uh, and then our guy Chad will be mad if I don't at least mention it. So JL Skinner coming in at yeah. 6 4, 202. He's been sending me how much he likes him. And I, I like him too. Now, <laughs> me too. that is the, we mentioned like a camp chancellor, right? There's so few cornerbacks that big. Now they were playing him with the linebackers. He's not a typical safety, right? He is a, he's a box safety. And if you want Terrell the Edmonds. cover safety, yeah, he's yeah. Terrell Edmonds. If you want the cover safety, it's, it's my guy Jamie Robinson was putting out good reps, Chris Smith from Georgia. But if you want that, physical presence it's jl skinner 
Yeah, and just, I mean, if you want to see, uh, I think the Cam Chancellor comp is overused, but when sure. you go and see, you know, th that one and Deshaun Jackson for the skinny wide receivers that get open deep, like those are, and I do them both. Like uh, we all, we all get into this scouting thing um, where, you know, you overuse that stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, you can put on his highlights and see him just laying dudes out and he does look a lot like Cam Chancellor. So, I mean, no one should look like Cam Chancellor because you're not allowed to launch like he did uh, all the time and just throw your body around like a psychopath like he used to do. <laughs> Ryan Clark did that too, but he's just way smaller um, than Cam Chancellor. So um, you're not allowed to do that. So no one should look like that. But I mean, he is definitely, he embodies that type of physical safety for sure. I think we should talk about one more player who wasn't at either the senior bowl or the shrine bowl before we move on. And that is the quarterback who is going to take off the week of the senior and the shrine bowl to go get himself ready for the NFL draft in the combine who was then arrested for public intoxication and a name Stetson Bennett. So where are we at with Stetson here now? You know, this um, to me feels more and more like Jacob Eason, which, mm -hmm. you know, Jacob Eason took Georgia to, uh, the, the national title game. And that was the game that they lost to, to Tua uh, when they benched Jalen Hurts at halftime and all that stuff. Like Jacob Eason was a number one quarterback prospect coming in. He was kind of the opposite of Stetson. Uh, didn't have that track record. But yeah, I mean, that is, you know, you can't make a mistake like that during this process, especially being an older quarterback in a class of four guys that are going in the first round, a couple other guys that are, you know, they, maybe they all look like crap this week, right? They didn't get arrested, you know? <laughs> so uh, that's, you know, and, and they're not all 25 like Stetson either. So, so let's compare him to the only other older quarterback in this class, right? And that's Hendon hooker, right? Hendon hooker is at the senior bowl, even though he can't practice, yep. he's down on the field, coaching it up. People are talking about how he's there just talking to every player trying to coach up his own guys. Now, I get Stetson played the longest season of anybody, right? He, he played until Two the years very in a end. row, too. Yeah. Yep. I get that he's had a long time, but you, when you are not a rock solid, like we've talked about the physical limitations of Stetson Bennett, he is not mm -hmm. a rock solid prospect, anyways, and he's old. He should be doing everything in his power to help himself out here. And now it's a matter of, okay, so now you've also got a question of, are you really devoted to this? Like, do you care? You're not at either yeah. the Senior Bowl or the Shrine Bowl. And now, you're getting out, getting arrested. Now, I was in my 20s once, too, and I didn't make the smartest choices. But right. I also wasn't about to get a huge payday, hopefully. And now it's a question of, is he even going to get picked? Yeah, I mean, I, I think he still gets picked. I think he's one of those guys that can show up at the combine. Every team is going to ask him about it. He just has to deal with it head on and say, hey, look, you know, I had a little bit too much. I was in a spot where I shouldn't have been. I made a mistake, but I can guarantee you that will never happen again. And, you know, if you look teams in the eyes and, you know, he's still a winner, you know, I mean, so I do think he still gets picked, but I think it's like Jacob Eason, you know, it's sixth round, seventh round. It's at the hey, end we're getting the closer to that Brock Purdy comparison. Now we that are seventh round Brock Purdy thing sure. is getting closer and closer with that. Yeah. And the, the worst thing about that is that Brock Purdy helped him a guy that won with a ton of talent around him at Iowa state uh, comes in. He's got a ton of talent around him in San Francisco. He does the same thing there and gets them real close, uh, you know, to the Super Bowl. So, uh, and, it, you know, the it only ended because he tore his UCL and now has to have Tommy John surgery. So, um, 
you know, I think that his stock had been helped kind of, like I said, you know, the, the lengthy corner, um, before needs to pay Tariq Woolen. It's the mm -hmm. same thing here. You know, Brock Purdy is, you know, they, they couldn't shut up about it. The, the shrine, uh, game, you know, Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy. And look, I get it. He was there. Um, a big draw for this game. Uh, it, it was a great thing that happened for them. Um, but Stetson Bennett, man, what are you doing? You know, this is yeah. this is your future right here. So because if you go undrafted and you don't really impress in camp, you're gone. Say hello to the XFL or whatever is coming up. USF or whatever non non NFL game you can think of to get yourself back in or be kicked around on practice squads for a while, which uh, stinks, you know, so yeah. hopefully he can, you know, uh, show out at the combine because now he has to go. Now he has to go and be oh, yeah. impressive. Oh, so yeah, now he does. Um, yep. And you got to take everything serious too. You get even the stupid wonder lick that guys don't think are they even doing the wonder lick anymore? I think, the, I think they dropped it. I'm not entirely sure. I don't, I just remember like some of the questions that when they got leaked and you're like, wow, I taught third grade and I'm like, <laughs> some of these are pretty easy. Some of my third graders could do some of this. <laughs> you're like, uh, how did one guy get a 50 out of 50 on this ever? Yeah. So, yeah. uh, yeah. But anything else on uh, shrine bowl or senior bowl? I'm good. Talk more right. about the senior bowl next week when we know exactly what's that you, you Sunday. So we have more yeah, to talk about. Yeah. Lots. Uh, yeah, there, there will be lots more to go over for the senior bowl for sure. Uh, but we are moving to uh, your favorite division here, the NFC North division, which um, was a fun one. It's going to be interesting. We're still waiting on a decision from Aaron Rodgers to see if he decides to play. We know Brady retired. I, I, I think for ego, because I thought Aaron Rodgers was going to retire. I did not think Tom Brady was. Now I think for ego, maybe Rogers plays another year or two. So he doesn't have to go in, in the same class as Tom Brady and be completely overshadowed. Cause anyone who retires in this off season and could be a first ballot hall of famer is secondary to the goat, mm -hmm. you know? So, um, and maybe that's why Roethlisberger retired last year. <laughs> he knew it was coming. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, Brady retired too. So, you know, uh, retired for so, now once again, He's still yeah, we're you not JJ we're not completely Watt and Tom Brady retired. So there's there's two first ballot Hall of Famers already locked in in five years. But Absolutely. This yeah. is a an interesting division because you have the two teams, the Packers and the Vikings, who've been like the class of the division for the better part of a decade, who are getting ready to hit like cap hell here. And <laughs> then you have the Bears who have all this cap space and they have this even though they have the first pick, they're I don't think either one of us think they're the worst roster in the NFL. I know I certainly don't. And then the Lions, who are they going to go with Jared Goff, who's got the quarterback who's taken his team to the Super Bowl in the past? It's it's kind of a fun division to talk about, I think. There's so much to talk about here. Let's start uh, with the Chicago Bears, obviously having that 1-1. And the um, you know just going through the roster here, at quarterback, they have the number one overall pick. So it's, you know, do you fall in love with someone else? Uh, in the process, or are we sticking with Justin Fields? I am 99%. You cannot deal Justin Fields. You got to give him more time. You got to give him something. You have no wide receivers there for him. You have an uh, offensive line that needs help, uh, you know, and the defense isn't stopping anyone either. So um, you got to give the kids something here. So I think they hold on to him and do something else with that 1-1. One, one. Running back, are we sticking with Herbert as the starter? Because uh, David Montgomery is a free agent here. Uh, so 
That's a big question on this roster. Wide receivers, I mean, look, they traded a two for Claypool, so obviously they like him. But Mooney is, to me, Mooney is a better two than he is a one. Um, I don't think Claypool is enough to be a two. Uh, so they need something else there, most likely. Uh, at tight end, Komet is a solid starter, but nothing behind him. Uh, on the offensive line, they need to re-sign Musafer or go somewhere else at center. They got uh, uh, their left tackle in Braxton Jones, but they need a right tackle. I think the starters are good at guard for them. Uh, obviously, you know, every team needs a little bit of uh, rotation here. But at guard last year, Cody White uh, hair was good. Tevin Jenkins, of course, kicked inside and graded out real well on PFF. Number three of 78 ranked guards, rated guards. Um last year so they're doing okay in that position um the edge so bad i mean three out of the four in the rotation that was bad last year are unrestricted free agents so that is the number one need on this team interior of the defensive line and the edge was just so damn ugly last year it absolutely has to get fixed i mean they traded these guys away you know they had players at these mm -hmm. positions but they traded them away um they traded Roquan. Sanborn can start, but they need someone next to him. Uh, you know, Sanborn was good. He put up a lot of tackles, but he mainly, you know, is he better than uh, an average John Bostick-y type of middle linebacker? You know, a guy that makes a lot of tackles. He's always in the right position because the brain's there. Just physically, he's not fast enough. So we'll see on Jack Sanborn, but they got to get somebody else in there. Um, cornerback is not great, but they've invested a lot at this position already. So, you know, maybe in this class, they can dig a little deeper and get someone, but you paid up for Jalen Johnson. Uh, you paid Kyler Gordon, uh, you know, um, uh, made him a high pick and he rated 109 out of 118 corners, you know, Kendall Vildor 77 out of 118, 67 out of 118 for Jalen Johnson. They had no one in the top half of corners that were graded on their team. Everyone was bad. Uh, so they need help there. But, you know, just in terms of priority, it's low on the totem pole for them. Um, and then safety, Jaquan Brisker and Eddie Jackson are great. They need some depth. They need a long snapper, too. So just in terms of their needs, I've got interior defensive line and edge, just defensive line. They, they need help at it. Corner is probably three for me. Wide receiver is next, then a right tackle, then linebacker, tight end depth behind Komet. Uh, running back, and then a long snapper. Now, they've got a ton of picks. they got the 1-1. One, one. Uh, they've got Baltimore second. They don't have their own second because, obviously, they traded it to Pittsburgh. They have uh, their third. They have two-fourths. They got one from Philly. They have two-fifths. They get another one from Baltimore for Roquan. Um, they have a six. God, they only got a six for Colomac. And uh, a seventh. Uh, so, now I they might have got more for Clomac. I forget. Uh, maybe it was something in this draft class, the 2022 draft class. But uh, they have a six there. But so they have picks. They also have cap space. They have 98 million dollars or 91.8 million, most in in the NFL. So some of these, you know, spots are going to be filled in by free agents. Um, you know, hopefully it's things that are light in the draft. You know, um more questionable in the draft. They could really use some edge rushers and defensive, uh, you know, linemen, but, um, so that's why the, the edge rusher team that defensive... has to go will Anderson. I think uh, if they stick at one or trade back to like two or three or one, something like that, I think that you're, you're capped. I know that it's 
Houston is right after them, and w- there's been reports that they want to trade up. I, I don't know. I don't see that happening. I think Houston's fine with two and just takes whatever's left of Bryce Young or CJ Stroud at this point. But I think four is really where you want to get to because by the time you're at four, one of Jalen Carter or Will Anderson's there, right? Hopefully for you. Right. I don't think you want to go beyond that because then that's like a tier, right? There's Those two are clearly the best. And whether it's – we saw Matt Eberflus when he was with – Indianapolis, he made the big trade to get to Forrest Buckner. So I think they want mm-hmm. Jalen Carter. I think that's better fit. And they might the stay at one one and just take him too. So because that's really your option, right? You stay at one yeah. one and you make the pick, or you trade back and you try to get more assets. Because you, you mentioned trading Justin Fields. I don't think it's it's gonna happen either. It's really hard to see that that's happening. All it's good to see played article clickbait stuff. I think. and then I think they use the 98 million. So here's the could you see this team signing Deron Payne, though, and then taking Will Anderson? Because I think that's possible. I think they're going to get one of either Deron Payne or Orlando Brown, is my guess. Because I, I would rather like... have them take Orlando Brown, because Deron Payne did not grade out very well this year, and he's oh. getting a little long in the tooth. So I would rather go with pay Orlando Brown. Now you're set at Braxton Jones, Orlando Brown at, at tackles. Uh, you know, do something at center. There's a lot of good centers in this mm-hmm. class, so maybe you just take one uh, in the draft. Um, you know, maybe if you do move back, you pick up an extra second or whatever it is and and make a play this team. Like you said, it's not the worst roster. Um, defensively, they might be the worst roster, but this is something that, that can be fixed, uh, and fixed rather quickly too. So, um, you do have at least pieces. I mean, those corners, those young corners can get better. You know, there's definitely room for improvement and Brisker and Jackson are a good start, but it's the opposite way of building a team. You know, uh, especially a team when you're hitting the reset button, you want to take the interior first. You build from the inside out. Most teams will tell you, I mean, you know, you don't pass up, um, you know, generational talent at a position uh, just because you need interior guys. If, you know, uh, the next, you know, whoever DeAndre Hopkins was coming out, you take him. But uh, we don't have that here. So uh, we have guys on the, the, the needs fit. The best players in the draft fit needs for the Bears. So they're going to stay very high. They're not going to trade far back at all. So um, a lot with the Bears, but we knew that coming in. Let's go to Detroit because this is this might be the most interesting team, I feel like, in, in terms of what they're going to do this offseason. At least they have some huge decisions. Cutting Goff would save a lot of money, but he was so good down the stretch. And I, just number one on the team needs I have is you de- you have to decide this offseason, is Jared Goff your guy? Because if he's your guy, you stick with them, you rework this contract, you make it longer and for less money. Uh, give yourself some cap space to fill in the needs that you have because this team is close. It's very, very close. They have a great coaching staff. They have a good core. They're right there. So you got to decide, is Jared Goff your guy? So that's A, number one, got to do it. What would you do? Is Goff your guy if you're Detroit? For me, he is. I I like Jared Goff. He's 28, right? He's not old. and He's right. been in the league forever. He's not old. He's taken a team to the Super Bowl. They didn't win. I know that. But he did get a team to the Super Bowl. So he's proven he can do that. Like, Kirk Cousins hasn't done that, right? Right. And I think Dan Cam- I think it was Dan Campbell who came out and said it. It's a lot easier to get worse at quarterback in this league than it is to get better. I think that was his quote. And so I think he's kind of saying he's ready to at least stick with Jared Goff. He's a free agent, I think, after 2025. So you got two more years with him. And then you go from there. But you, but... If you cut him now, you save the money. Do you? But if you if you keep him, I think I think if you keep him, you restructure and you extend. Mm-hmm. Him. Like, I think that's the deal. But... I'm ready to say that you're like. Give me Jared Goff for four years. I think this team can win with Jared Goff. I think this team is built very well for what he does, right? It's underneath passes. And yes, I know you have Jamison Williams who can stretch the fields deep, but 
him and Amon Ross St. Brown fit very well together. Yeah. I think you get another couple, like you get a little bit more on the defense. I mean, the, arguably the worst defense in the league, I think pretty easily, like they were terrible at times, but Jared Goff, the offense moved all year. And so they kept Ben Johnson, which was a big part of it. The offensive coordinator, there was a lot of talk of him going to get a head coaching job. He's back. That's a big part of it, but I'm fine with investing in Jared Goff. Now I'm also fine if, if they go the other way too, because like you said, this team's close and it's a very young team and Jared Goff's not old, but you can, I wouldn't, Jared Goff doesn't once again preclude me from taking sure Anthony Richardson or something if he were to fall. <laughs> and, and look, if they fall in love with someone, they got pick six overall from the Rams in the Stafford deal. They have pick 18, which is theirs. They have two seconds as well. Cause they got an extra one from Minnesota for Hawkinson. They are, if there's a quarterback that this team wants, they have the ammo to go up and get him. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens there running back. Uh, you and I are going to agree that Swift can't carry the load by himself. So I think re-signing Jamal Williams is big for this team, not just for his productivity on the field and all the touchdowns he had and all that stuff, but he's a locker room guy. He's a team leader. He's a glue guy too. So I think that is big. In fact, I have re-signed Jamal Williams uh, as number four on their list, uh, you know, behind and, you know, decide if golf is your guy. So if you, if you take care of those, that's two of your big needs real quick solved. Uh, quickly in the offseason. Um, wide receiver, they're good. They've got Amonra, they got Jamison, they got Khalif. They're fine. At tight end, there's a big hole after trading Hawkinson because I don't know. Is James Mitchell your guy? I like him, but Brock Wright played way more than him. So Brock Wright played pretty good too, too. So I don't know, you know, if they think it's a, as big a priority, but I mean, I think you're kind of this is why the Vikings went out and got TJ, right? Because you have the two wide receivers that you want. You need another target over the middle. Um, I think it's it should be, especially if you're keeping Goff. If you're keeping Goff, you, re, you really need a tight end. So uh, we'll see what they do at that position. Um, offensive line is set. The only question is Vitae returning back from, or returning from his back issues. Uh, Evan Brown and Dan Skipper are UFAs as well. So it's kind of one guard spot. They need to to worry about uh, at least probably bring in someone in case Vitae uh, can't go uh, on the interior of the defensive line. Uh, they need depth behind McNeil and on Wazerki. Brockers is a ten million dollar cap saving if they cut him. So I'm assuming that's that going to happen. Gone. That one will yeah. be gone. That one I'm confident will be gone. Yeah, he will be ten million. Yeah, they're doing it. Um, edge, they're set. Linebacker, I mean, you know, Rodrigo was good. Alex Anzalone was never good. Um, but, um, Derek Barnes is in there as well. They just need competition, I think at this spot. So it's not like a desperate need for them, but they need someone else in there, especially some depth in case one of those guys gets hurt. Um, corner, uh, corner is obviously this team's, uh, biggest need. I mean, they were rough last season. Uh, you know, um, you know, they, UFA is probably the way to go. They have they they haven't hit their draft picks. Uh, you know, you draft Jeff, you draft Jeff Akuda, he gets hurt immediately, and he hasn't been the same guy since. So you're picking up that fifth year, you picking up that fifth year option on Jeff Akuda. You had to make the choice pretty soon. No, I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. think that I would either because that that's yeah. coming up after this year, and I don't think I'd pick it up either on him. You know what? If he proves that he can do it, I would pay him. So, you know, it's kind of many teams. This is the this is the first round pick struggle is deciding to pick up that uh, fifth, 
year option. You know, the Steelers didn't do it on Devin Bush and do it for Terrell Edmonds either. So that's two starters, you know, mm-hmm. not maybe not the best starters on the team, but that's two starters that you have to replace. So uh, same deal here. I, I don't think I would. Um, safety Tracy Walker is a big question mark coming off the torn Achilles, maybe resign to Sean Elliott, uh, you know, because he's a UFA just in case Tracy Walker doesn't come back and it's not the same guy. Um, they need a kicker and a long snapper because both those guys are free agents. So, uh, like I said, two first round picks, two second round picks. They got a third. They don't have a fourth. They have a fifth and two six. So, um, but team needs for me in this order, decide if golf is your guy. That's number one. You got to do it. A corner is two. Tight end is three. Resign Jamal is four to me. Safety, interior of the defensive line. Uh, safety again in linebacker. I actually put safety on here twice on accident, but linebacker <laughs> is definitely uh, the last one because I think they're okay with Barnes. Um, I think they're okay with Barnes and Rodrigo, but they got to get some competition for those guys. Um, anything else on the, the Lions for you? How about Michael Mayer to the Lions at pick 18? Has that been the most Dan Campbell pick ever? That would be a very good pick. That's, that would that's, be a very good pick for them. Oh yeah. man. Now I kind of want that to happen. I'm getting the juices <laughs> flowing here. That's right. Um, man. All right. This is your team. So I'm going to see, uh, I'm going to see according to you, if I did well on these okay. team needs here for the Packers. So um, if a rod is gone, he does retire. They trade him the jets, whatever they do uh, is Jordan. Love the guy. Um, you know, I work with Pat Fitzmorris, who is also a Packers fan. Not the biggest Jordan Love fan. Your opinion, though. I would love to hear what you have to say about this. Should uh, A-Rod be gone from the Packers, whether it's into retirement or to the Jets? Are you going with Jordan Love? He was a first-round pick. Yeah, you are. You, you go with Jordan Love for the year. But here's the Packers are the team I want to see take Hendon Hooker. I would love to see Hendon Hooker oh, as a Packer. Man. And then you take Jordan Love. And here's your chance, right? You get this. Now they have to make their decision on his fifth year option here. And for a quarterback, a fifth year option, I think is like over $20 million. That's yeah, why they didn't that's pay Daniel. No. That's yeah. why the Giants didn't pay Daniel Jones, right? Because they didn't know what they had there. So the Packers, I don't think are going to pick up Jordan Loves, but I'm good with it for a year. I want to see it. He's still 24. He's younger. Like Kenny Pickett, right? He's younger yeah. than Kenny Pickett. So, and so I think you give him a chance. I would like to see it for a year. I think there's. I think there's talent there, right? That's the same class that we've seen. Jalen Hurts got picked after Jordan Love, and that was considered a massive reach at the time. And that clearly now he's a very different type of quarterback. But Jordan Love, he's got a big arm. He's mobile in the pocket, which is important in today's day day and age. So, yeah, I'm I'm ready to see it for a year. And if it doesn't work out, give me Hendon Hooker, and we'll see what he's got next year. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, I mean, that obviously... Uh, anytime you have a question about quarterback at all, that's going to be need number one, um, running backs. They're good. Uh, they still have Jones and Dylan. They're fine there. A third wide receiver would help. I think, you know, you got your guy in Watson. Um, at least your number one in in Watson. He can be a one that wouldn't preclude me from taking an amazing wide receiver, you know? So if Jordan Addison is there, whatever, you know, take, but, uh, I think you're okay with Watson. Uh, Dobbs was good. They're both very young. You got to get somebody else in here. I don't know if that means re-signing Alan Lazard. You know, a lot of Packer fans aren't behind that. Uh, Randall Cobb is too long in the tooth. Get a free agent, draft someone. I don't know what it is. They they got to get, get Randall somebody. Cobb out of there. Get Randall Cobb. Out yeah, of there. I mean, come on. You know, it, it's it's over for Randall. You know, be a mm-hmm. coach, man. I want to see That's him right. coaching this Shrine game in a couple of years. That's what I want to see. And like Troy, Troy Brown. Brown. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jinx. Um, then uh, tight end. They need something here. Tanya and Lewis are gone. They got to get something in at tight end. So I think they'll definitely draft someone, if not sign someone. The offensive line is 
decent. Bakhtiari is long in the tooth and cutting him uh, after this year would save 21 and a half mil. Uh, Josh Myers was below average at center. So you tell me, what do they really need on the line here in Green Bay? I think it's it's the interior specifically on the right side, right? Elton Jenkins, they tried to move him outside to right tackle. It didn't work. They moved him back to guard. He played great again, like an all-pro at the guard where he's been before. Josh Myers, they're not – with where they're at in the cap space situation, Josh Myers on a rookie contract is going to be the center. I don't think they're going out to, to add more help there. Now, could they do something at right guard? Maybe. But I think that's probably the weakness. But I'm not sure that they're going to do a whole – they don't – they're very hamstrung with the calf situation as we'll get to because of Aaron Rodgers. but yeah. Yeah. I mean, if he retires, it's going to open up a lot, but there's currently 16 million over. Like you said on the interior of the defensive line, uh, Jalen Reed was a starter. Lowry was first off the bench. They're both UFAs. Uh, Devontae Wyatt should replace one of them, but I don't know. Are we ready to go with Devontae Wyatt as a starter in 2023? Yep, you have to be because Devontae Wyatt is another one who is not a young spring chicken when he was right. Devontae Wyatt's 25. I liked what I saw Devontae I Wyatt in times. I like I Devontae Wyatt. I, I wanted the Steelers to take Wyatt. Wyatt so bad. Yeah. Uh, so I was I'm ready really for Devontae jealous. Wyatt. I think he I think Devontae Wyatt and Kenny Clark could make a very nice interior of your defensive line. Yeah, I think so too. Uh Edge, they're good. Don't need anything mm-hmm. there. Linebacker Campbell and is Quay. Quay. He's going to he's going to start. He was the first round pick last year. They moved up to get him. He made some big mistakes and he graded terribly. I think he was like 77 of 81 linebackers graded. He was in the 70s for sure. Obviously, the lasting impression we have of him was pushing a medical person and then getting booted from the game like an idiot. And it was the second time it had happened. So I don't know what's going on with him, but he at least has to make better decisions on the field. Obviously first round pick tons of talent. So he's going to get the job, but I don't know. At least bring in a vet. Uh, that's what I would say. At least bring in a vet to compete with him. Cornerback uh, Jair is obviously good. Rasul is good in the slot. Is Stokes good enough to stay a boundary corner starter? CK, what do you think about uh, Stokes? Pretty Eric bad Stokes year. experience. The Eric Stokes experience has been an interesting one because the year before, when Jair Alexander got hurt, Eric Stokes and Razul Douglas stepped in and looked great. I was so excited for Eric Stokes. And then this past year, he took such a big step back, and then he's always going to be tied to Tyson Campbell, right? Because they were both Georgia right. corners in that same draft. And Tyson Campbell took this huge step up for Jacksonville, and Eric Stokes kind of fell off a cliff and then got hurt. So, yeah, I think he's going to be the corner at the one of the corner. He'll be the starter at one of the cornerback slots next year, but he needs to play better. He, he got a little handsy this year, and it did not work out. Uh, safety is probably the biggest need. Uh, Savage yeah, was safety awful. has been awful. Safety is awful. <laughs> Adrian Amos was bad. And I know you, you would have cut him right now. Uh, yes. uh, uh, four graded well, but he played half the snaps that Amos did. Uh, so I'm not sure. And then for special teams is Crosby staying. So, uh, you got the 15, you got your second, your third, your fourth, your fifth. Don't have a six, but you have three sevens. So, there's plenty of draft picks, and this all doesn't count compensatory picks and all of that stuff. Uh, yet, you know, we'll get we'll get to we'll that. Over we'll it. get to it. Yeah, uh, but uh, in terms of team needs, obviously, number one is the QB situation. Anytime there's a question, that's going to be one. Safety, tight end, boundary corner, center, and linebacker depth is what I have. What am I missing in there? Uh, I think it's right. I think you did pretty good there. It's it's okay. a tale of two off seasons, right? It's a Trying to predict Aaron Rodgers is a fool's errand. Like I've given yes. up on that on a long time ago, but 
it's if Aaron Rodgers is back, then it's okay. Can we, how do we build around him? But if it's Jordan love, it's okay. Well, how do we build around that? And it's completely different. So it's really hard to predict what they're doing until we really know what Aaron Rodgers plan is. But look, safety is going to be something that they need. You're talking about Darnell Savage. So there's one where they did pick up the fifth year option before last season. And then he went out and was terrible. And now he's really at this. He's looked better at the end of the year when they put him at nickel cornerback. And that's probably where he should be at this point. I think so for the Packers, I think they picked 16, 15. And so that's where I want Brian Branch. Now as a Packers fan, I don't know if he'll still be there. I want Brian Branch in that spot really bad. The Packers have not had the greatest success with Alabama safeties. Ha ha Clinton Dix being the last one. It was good for a while and then it kind of burned out, but I think Brian Branch is really good. That's who I want right there at pick 15. Yeah. And it's funny because these things will change, uh, mm-hmm. but they might not. I mean, uh, you know, there are, there are about 15 players I want with the Steelers pick. So, <laughs> Uh, you know, well, it'll change. We'll hone in, but you, you're pretty confident. You know, there's not a lot of depth of safety either. So, uh, you know, you better get one quick. So we'll see. Now the Vikings, um, they're 23 mil over right now. So they got a little work to do and they have four draft picks as of right. And they might have five, they might have a seventh. It was really confusing. I was looking because they, they had two and then traded two, but still had one. I know it's very strange. So they might have a seventh round pick from someone somewhere. Uh, I couldn't really figure it out on uh, the page I was looking at. But right now they got 1.23. Don't have a second. They traded it for Hawkinson. They have a third. They have a fourth. They got back from Detroit in that deal with all the pick flipping. And then they have a fifth. So only four picks right now. Um, uh, in terms of the roster, they need a backup quarterback because – uh, it's Kirk Cousins right now and nobody. Nick Mullins is a free agent. Uh, look, Kirk Cousins has lasted a long time, but you got to have a plan. I mean, look at the Niners. You know, uh, the Niners were so good because they had quarterback depth. You know, as soon as Trey Lance went down, you bring in an experienced guy like Jimmy G. When Jimmy G goes down, here comes Mr. Irrelevant to get you one game away from the Super Bowl. If Kirk Cousins goes down now, who are you going to? You got nobody. You got to do something there. So I think. Um, one of those four picks, it might be kind of like the Texans when they took Davis Mills. It might be just take a guy because you have to have a guy. So uh, we'll see what happens at that spot. But uh, moving down the list, um, you know, you, CK, you know that I'm a big uh, Ty Chandler fan, and he is going to back up Cook now that Madison is gone. I'm fine with that. Uh, I'm assuming that this coaching staff is fine with that too because they drafted him last season. But you know, Cook's getting a little long in the tooth here, so maybe you want to bring in a veteran. Maybe you want to draft someone. I have a lot of picks, so I'm not sure. Um, going down to wide receiver, is K.J. Osborne a future too? Because if no. he's not, you need to make an investment here because Adam Thielen is getting old. You have a stud in Justin Jefferson. You obviously went out and traded for T.J. Hawkinson, so he's kind of your two at this point, but you got to get somebody else in there. So, um, you know, Adam Thielen's not dead yet, but he ain't long for the NFL. So you got to do something at that spot. Um, tight end, I think, uh, you know, they like Munt behind Hawkinson, so I think they're fine there. The offensive line is good. Maybe just re-sign Garrett Bradbury. Um, interior of the defensive line, lots of missing snaps that are going to be UFAs. Uh, Dalvin Tomlinson, who graded uh, amazing. Tonga graded very well as well. Bullard, they're all unrestricted free agents. So as of right now on the interior, you have Harrison Phillips, who is very good. 
James Lynch, who was solid too. He was a top half of production uh, in terms of grades from PFF along the line. But Tonga was 13 out of 127. Tomlinson was 14 out of 127. That's two big missing pieces, and you don't have money. So they got to get some restructuring in there and figure out a way to bring at least one of those guys back, I feel like. Um, and then at uh, linebacker, um, edge, they're set. Linebacker, I think they're set. Uh, corner, maybe re-sign Shelly. Uh, slot corner, Sullivan uh, ha- played 50, 570 of 572 snaps in the slot for the Vikings last season. So they got to figure something else out there. Um, if they're not going to bring him, I can't imagine they bring him back. And they need a boundary corner uh, s- somewhere. So uh, corner is probably the biggest need on this team. Uh, safety, I'm assuming Lewisine takes over full-time. He didn't play after the compound fracture, but they need some depth for him. And for special teams, they need a kicker and a long snapper. So uh, in terms of needs for the Vikings, I got corner, center, interior of the defensive line, another wide out, and a safety. So that's – and maybe two corners. Uh, you might be – you might go corner, corner, and then center. <laughs> so um, very good team, though. And, and it, look, if you're going to put up points like Kevin O'Connell did with the Rams – you know, if you're going to put up these points, you need corners. You need some good corners. And you need pressure on the quarterback as well. And they're set there. They got pressure. They need that interior of the defensive line to stay solid. So the pressure is good. Uh, but you know, get at least get someone that could get a turnover. That's what you need. You need a guy that can make a play on the ball uh, for sure back there. Because Harrison Smith getting a little long in the tooth as well. So, um, you know, you, your, your main opponent here in the division is, um, you agree on my take with the Vikings here? I, they certainly need corners. That's been, that is their biggest need, but here is my, I said, this is the other team that's finding themselves in cap hell because of Kirk cousins. Right. And so yeah. 23 million over, you talk about how many players they are losing between here's my prediction. One of Zadarius Smith, Delvin cook, Adam Thielen, Harrison Smith, or Eric Hendricks gets cut. They almost have to. I don't know how they get by without cutting at least one of them, whether it's I think it'll probably be Zadaria Smith. I know a lot of Vikings fans actually think it'll be Delvin Cook that gets cut. I know if you talk so to a few of them. So what do you do there? Then you give the ball to Ty Chandler? I think they would like him to, to remove Delvin Cook and then extend out Kirk Cousins and then go with one of the free agents who maybe makes a little less. But I don't know. I they are in a. I think they're even in a worse situation than the Packers because Aaron Rodgers could retire and then it would save the Packers a lot. They're not going right. to get Kirk Cousins in retiring. Like that isn't going to happen. So. I don't know how they can make it work otherwise. And fill out, you talk about all what they're losing on the interior of their line. Greasy Garrett Bradbury, right? That's that's their center. So you, you got to make something happen here. So I, Harrison Smith, I think he's a legend in Minnesota territory. So I don't think they're going to cut him. Zadarius Smith is, I don't know, he burns. It burns out really fast, right? I saw he was at the Shrine game tonight because he's a former MVP. 12 in that game. million bucks. They would, he's, he's a guy that would give them the most flexibility. Darius, yeah. see, and I could, I could. You were talking about how they're set there. I could see them moving on from him. It seems like it comes in, and then it just—it's what two, three years with Baltimore, two years in Green Bay, and one year in Minnesota, where he's very good. Don't get me wrong; he's a very good player, but he also is kind of a prickly guy. I think <laughs> just the way, yeah. just his whole demeanor comes off like that. So, we'll and see. they've got they've got Patrick Jones could mm-hmm. take over for him. Uh, DJ Wanham played a lot. Uh, they drafted uh, Weaver last year. Like they had, they have options uh, if they do wave Smith. And, and the more and more you talk about it, you know, twelve million bucks. He is the guy that would save them the most. I mean, you know, you even look 
they've already restructured Cousins because his cap number is 36, but his base is 10. So you can't do a lot there. Uh, I don't know if you can do anything. That might be the most you can do already. He might be done. Uh, Adam Thielen, uh, his cap number is 19. His base is 11. Maybe there's a little flexibility there. I think Brian O'Neill, you could restructure. His cap number is 19. His uh, base is 14. So maybe there's something there you could do with bonuses or something or void years or they got to do something. They got to figure it out. That capologist on it. Cause like you said, it's, it's a flawed roster, but they got the most out of it, right? Like they, yeah. We talk about how they won all those games and DVO hated them, and but you know, he got Kevin O'Connell is a very good coach who got the most yeah. out of this team that is is not great. It's not perfect, right? It's I think if we both looked at it, I think Detroit probably has the best top to bottom roster right now in the in the NFC North. Or they might. The, and I, so, I, if you dropped Kirk Cousins into Detroit, are they like are they Super Bowl favorites for the NFC? Maybe behind Philly. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't put him ahead of San Francisco. I'm not ready to okay. put him ahead of San Francisco. But That's I mean, fair. it's a good. They're good team. Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. Yeah. That that he gets the most out of what he has around him, and they have a very good team around him right now. But Smart. I said they're also getting to a point now where you've paid Kirk Cousins, and now you deal with it. That's where the Packers are at. That's where the Vikings are at. And that's the Bears have a rookie quarterback who's. Looks like a very good one. And now you have the most 90, space. 91 mil in cap space too. So to go make fill in noise. around him now. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's a very look, cool division. If you're a bears fan, it's going to take a little bit, but you got a chance to make it look good, especially with, you know, by the time they're good, cousins is going to be old. Goff is going to be over 30, you know? So uh, you got a real chance to make some noise for a while if you do it right. So um We'll see what happens, man. It's going to be interesting. That is the NFC North. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Obviously, covered the Shrine game, some senior bowl notes, the NFC North. Next week, we'll be doing the NFC South, I believe. Um, so, and covering talk the, about the a division bowl. with some amazing quarterbacks. <sighs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. Uh, the, that is going to be very interesting, breaking down those teams and what they need because it's just quarterback for all of them. <laughs> so, uh, we'll see. But, um, yeah, that is going to wrap it up. Remember to follow us on the Twitter at Bogman Sports for myself at C-O-P-I-E-P-S for C-K, Co-Peeps, and we will see you guys next week. Take it easy, everybody. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit what if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. 
At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.